Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. I'm Kay, and remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more amid the towering stacks of the library. Yes. Yes. Uh, My library. Uh, well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny that you should say that, because yeah. I know that we had a little, uh, um, oh... Yeah, yeah, like like we butted horns last time due to due to my overstepping the bounds of uh, yes. my librarianhood by by claiming this as our library, which is of course totally inappropriate. Thank you. Some would say I, after all, I was I started out as merely a guest, and I worked my way up over the course of the last seventy five weeks, I think, it's by been now. A while, to, yeah, yeah a junior librarian, and now and now full librarian. Yes. But now the week beforehand, we were talking as we do our, our conversations wander uh, uh, pell mell. Where they where they may, to the concept of astroturfing, and you asked what my platform was. Yes, I have prepared a platform. Oh, good. Yes. Now, uh, for this platform to, to have any value, it's going to need like some kind of structure to to, to belong to. So, yes. like, is there is there something that I can campaign for? Oh, let me see. I was going to say librarian rights, but you do fairly well when it comes Thank to those. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, raccoon uh, rights for raccoons. Uh, no more house elves. No wait, that's. Those are still platform. Those are still yeah. policy points for the for the platform. But okay. what is the role that I am campaigning for? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, um, right. Because now I'm a librarian. Okay, campaign well campaign leader, but no, but the campaign leader usually executes the campaign that is already done. Yeah, but I've someone has to, has to be elected to campaign leader, or at least chosen to be so. So maybe you should campaign for that. Okay, you're, it, it feels like you're you're sort of drawing a maze that leads back to myself, which is is probably a clever strategy, which is probably why you're the senior librarian. But you know what? I've worked my way up from from lower positions, so U yeah. Union leader. Union leader. Oh, okay. Now we can do something with that because we we do have. Uh, I mean, we we thought they were little gnomes, but it turns out it was just uh, a, a bunch of raccoons doing all the cleaning. Well, I'm pretty sure the raccoons are already unionized, but maybe I, th I sort of more like thinking librarian union leader. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So I'd like to introduce you to some of my uh, uh, campaign sort of platform spear points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Last week, we had sort of an open day. Mm -hmm. You know, some, uh, some visitors came by, and I think that that was just unacceptable. Oh. Uh, these people, yeah, none of them had, like, membership cards. They just sort of dropped in and sort of looked at what we were doing well, in there. That's kind of the idea behind an open day. Yes. Like you try the... to draw in people that don't usually come, and you try to get them involved, and maybe... Yeah, and it's, it, it exposed to me some of the some of the real uh, virtues and vices of this library, oh. and I think like one of the virtues is that there are basically no guests. Yes, right. I mean, we can agree on that, Absolutely. right? That's that's, 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 that's totally great. the best thing uh, because that keeps the book safe, which yep. is which is kind of what we're here for, so that yep. the books can be enjoyed by mm, themselves or yep. by us. I mean, by basically. Us. So uh, um, uh, uh, I I think that we've been too lenient on uh, uh, any particular readers that may have wandered into the into the library. Okay. Uh, so for example the uh, the Dewey Imperial system by which the by which the books are yeah. organized that is way too obvious and it kind of makes books like like sitting ducks okay. for eager readers. So I've 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 got a system of like encryption that I think we should oh, have on say, top of the It's going to go reverse Dewey or Is that a sex thing? Doing a reverse Dewey? <laughs> I mean it sounds like a it sounds like a fun sex Maybe thing. We've just invented one. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Encrypt the indexing system mm -hmm. uh, so that we can find the books but not necessarily an uninitiated regular reader I mean, reader I would account. say just lock the index card cabinets, but... Since yes, okay. That's that's your campaign platform. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, uh, we'll see how the how the union <laughs> votes locking it. Gosh, what well, an amateur hour, isn't okay. it? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, draconian late fees. Yes. 
right? That one's a that no. one, that one's such a shoe in. Yeah, you have to like if you like, if you late by more than a week, you have to replace the book. Uh, yeah, and speaking of replacing books, I think that hard labor should be a requirement for library men um, uh, membership. Oh, membership or as punishment? Uh, sorry, I don't understand the question. So, what kind of hard labor does need, need do we need doing here? Well, I've been wearing my my little forklift pretty ragged, stacking yes. shelves on top of each other, and I think that that's that's something that folks can do could do on their own. Stacking shelves. Yeah, stacking okay. entire bookcases on top of other bookcases mm. uh, in order to create more floor space. Stack stacking. Stack stacking. Oh, I like that one. Okay. Uh, can I steal that from my campaign? Sure, go for it. Awesome. I'm, I think I'm a shoe in for, yes, for campaign st stacking leader. Stacking stacks. Yes, I think so too. Yeah, the, the, the odds are stacked I think it's, it, I think <laughs> in it's my favor. Be a clean sweep. Ooh, unlike clean the sweep? floor here. So you oh. might. Hey, no hard feelings if you know if it's a landslide in my favor, right? We're still we're still friends, right? Well, yes, of course. And you'll be as welcome in my library as I have been in yours, if that's how it, how it turns out. Okay. Good sport. So launching from, from this excellent uh, energy of camaraderie, mm -hmm. this week's book is also about a bit of a, mm, a, bit of a strained relationship, isn't it? Uh, you could say that again. This week's book is by Eric Flint and Dave Freer. It's called Slow Train to Arcturus. Oh, yeah, it is two of them, isn't it? It is two of them, and it's by a New York Times best-selling author, so not this book. Uh, yeah, and I bet that that it was also a New York Times bestseller. I mean, it's author singular, so right, it's not so one of the two. Yes. Yeah, Eric Flint and Dave Freer. Oh gosh, I wonder if they like us have an extremely stable relationship and they're not at all vindictive about each other. Ooh, I have no idea. I and mean, they didn't they're... have a fight over. Well, I'm a I'm a New York Times bestselling author, so maybe I should be mentioned. Well, I doubt they have much to say about that. That's all Bane books, though, who decides what goes on the cover. And oh, bless Bane. Uh, there they do. Oh, speaking of the cover, for the readers at home, if you looked out at your podcasting device, you should, should be seeing the cover of today's book. And if not, you can check the show notes or the website, covermyhousecast.com, for an image and a link. This is episode 75, Slow Train to Arcturus. We're also on Twitter at covermyhousecast. Still that pause. Yeah. Still, every time I just reflect on whether I did it right. One day, one one glorious day, uh, where we'll see a, a slow train to Arcturus by Eric Flint and Dave Freer, because there's a fair bit going on on this cover. Yes, we've got some people floating in space. In spacesuits. Yes, we see a, uh, I think it's a woman uh, in a, a purple spacesuit. Uh, yeah, it's a, but it's a bit of a like it looks like alien technology on this on this spaceship. Like purple is not a it's not a conventional color. And it's got the, the sort of point at the top where the light comes out, yeah. oh, and, and it, also the fact that yeah, the hands have four fingers was kind of a clue. Oh, I hadn't even noticed that. Right? Here <laughs> <laughs> you are totally right. I had not noticed that. Yeah, and they're all floating in front of what looks to be sort of a planet, but mm. I'm zooming in on it now. Yeah. And do you see how it's got all these all these nubbly bits yes. around the around the edge? And I think it's just part of the space drive. Oh, I mean, that it, makes sense. I mean, the, sense. the book's called Slow Train to Arcturus. It's a bit like Murder on the Orient Express in certain ways. Yes! And the spaceship is built as a train, like with the compartments. I think it's got something to do with the yeah. uh, technology that they use to uh, travel between the stars. Uh, yes, uh, because the, the, the train is propelled by a, a self-conscious... I thought that was an interesting term, that it wasn't just a, a, a conscious or an, an, an intelligent... It was a fully self-conscious oh. uh, drive system called Thomas the Transdimensional Engine. Yes, who was very self-conscious about the size of his caboots. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the fact that he's quite slow for inter interstellar distances. Like he's he, a, yeah, he pulls as hard as he can. And, uh, <laughs> the little yes. transdimensional engine who could. Who could, yeah. yeah. Everyone's a, we're all big fans of his little pistons. Oof. So, yeah, this is a, a it, it takes place on uh, 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 one of the 
one of the quieter shipping lanes toward uh, an intergalactic hub. Arcturus is, of yes. course, a, a party world yes. uh, of some repute. Space Vegas, you would. <laughs> and this is one of the slower ways to, to, to get there, which, which, is, which is preferred by a certain set of travellers. They, like the, uh, they like the scenery. Well, it is during the point in the story when Thomas, the uh, trans-dimensional engine, is uh, broken down and they're like yeah. in the middle of the heist. Because this, this, this story is actually about a, a, a pair of lovers, a married couple. Yeah. I wouldn't um, call them lovers anymore. It's like they've no, kind of fallen out of. Uh, that's uh, the thing. Fallen Much out of ammo. Somewhat like ourselves, it uh, it it appears like. But hey, that's uh, you know every every relationship evolves. Well, I didn't start a coup. That's that's exactly the kind of thing that that people in stable relationships say to each other. Well, since people in stable relationships don't start coups against each other. Yeah, it's all about mutual like acrimony and uh, uh, and 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 blame and like uh, uh, who's not paying attention to who. Uh, yes, the 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 couple. Emma Rind and John HCCF, which stands for High Carbon Content Ferrite. Yeah, I thought that was such a such a funny name. Those it those, was. I those, mean, like those he, funky aliens have. I guess he's the alien. That's like, what can you say about alien names? Yeah, I mean, Emma, she doesn't have much to say either. I mean, she's she's named for the for the for the outside of a piece of fruit. So it's very appealing. <laughs> hey, sex appeal. <laughs> so they fell in love some years ago by now. Yeah. Uh, uh, on on, on uh, Arcturus. A passionate night in Arcturus, yes. and it was a bit of a, a ray gun wedding. They did get married in the uh, in the traditional wedding chapel with the uh, sideburned uh, priest officiating. Ah, yeah. Uh, uh, played strangely enough by David Bowie. Like David Bowie is an actual space citizen, and he. Well, disguised himself as Elvis in order to be able to perform uh, uh, an interspecies marriage, which is the only way that it can be done. Strange intergalactic rules, I suppose. Right. It's like you have to have someone from one culture and someone from the other, and it has to be like... And you have to have a space alien together. like David Bowie in the yes. middle. They, they got married in a, in a in a fit of passion, and that, and that passion certainly lasted a while, but passion alone does not a, a, a successful marriage make. No, it takes work and dedication. And both of them do work and have dedication in spades, but just not for each other. So it turns out that Miss Rind is a secret agent. Yes, for the uh, Office of Naval Intelligence. Mm -hmm. Now, there's an important bit of spelling there, that it's not naval as in the Navy, but it's naval as in the naval intelligence. the, the yes. belly button. They, they, they're, they're specialized in lint, I believe. And, yeah, and a lot of navel gazing. Yes. Uh, so when she yeah. has to communicate with her handler, she has to do a lot of yoga in order to be able to whisper into her own belly button. That would be bad enough, right, when you have one secret agent who, who keeps her identity secret from her husband, but... Yes. It goes even worse when you have two. He's just as bad. They were both on assignment, and they thought it was... Uh, yeah, he was working for a, a, a team called Mission Illegal. Well, uh, that's a lot of three-letter agencies do that. Their attempt to rekindle their marriage by uh, by going back to where it all began and taking the slow train to, to Arcturus. Arcturus. Yes. And they just find themselves immensely sort of bored. Like, yeah, staring out the window, not at each other. Right, because they uh, can't be excited about each other because they're, they're keeping these terrible secrets they, and they don't yeah. have secret missions to go on. And so they've kind of like done the spat of wild lovemaking. They kind of got that out of the way in the first month of their marriage. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the grind is kind of snuck in, so to speak. Which, you know, which befalls many a, a relationship when the when the honeymoon fades from, uh, from memory. Yes. Uh, but even this attempt at a second honeymoon, it's just not the same. Like, you're just on a, on a, on a, on a train. 
Until, as you mentioned, Thomas, the transdimensional engine breaks down. Yes. This happens, you know, the thing stops occasionally, the train. Like, He's just super self-conscious about something. it. Oh, this, this normally never happens. And, like... and they all have to band together and console the uh, the AI engine and tell them, no, no, it's like four out, of five, four out of five trains have this happen to them sometimes. Regularly, like, it's like, yes. Yeah, it's, it's really like, nothing to be embarrassed it's about. It's like something you can just pull through and just, like, firm up and uh, uh, yeah. give it a good tug and get going again. Lubricate the piston yes. and uh, maybe try a different... Maybe try a different rhythm than you oh, usually yeah. tried before. That might be interesting. When they spot on the train one of their fellow passengers who seems to be getting a little bit nervous when the train breaks down because he seems to be in a hurry to get to Arcturus on time. Yeah, which is weird because nobody takes the, the slow no. train to Arcturus when yeah. they're in a hurry. Name by, a man by the name of Icepick Willie, which makes you wonder why he gets that name. I, I, certainly, I certainly did. It was a reference that I didn't get in my first reading, but I'm sure it'll come up. It's one of those mobster names, you know. It's like, it couldn't be either. It's yeah. Like, ice picks are long and thin, so it could be a sexual... Re- uh. No, that hadn't occurred to me. I, I don't think that's ever occurred in any of the books that we've seen before. No, I must well, have been too... Sexual, too sexual innuendo. This guy is acting suspicious. He's got this valise which he doesn't leave behind. Ah, uh, like yeah. He takes it back with him to his uh, cabin. He comes with it when he's in the dining car. Guards it he jealously. always... He has it right with him. He's like... The only thing that's really missing is his little short lengths of chain running from it to a Yes, to a, I was, to I was looking for that. That's like that's the only thing, but that would make it probably a little bit too obvious. And this piques her curiosity, <laughs> I suppose. It, like, it triggers yeah. her belly yeah. button senses. And <laughs> well, yes, because she does have a whole com suite in there, and that's why she 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 likes to wear like crop tops. To, to, to bear a bit of midriff and show off the, uh, you know, she's got a little piercing down there, and that's actually a multispectral analyzer oh, and a communication I was, suite. I was wondering where you were going to go with, like, she keeps a whole comm suite in there. I was like, I was like in where? But in like, the naval. In the, yeah, no, I get, she's I, from the Office of Naval Intelligence. Oh, no, I get it. Naval Int. Naval Int. I, 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 specifically, yeah. yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> and she does, I mean, she, she does do her crunch, daily crunches to keep that stomach nice and firm. Yeah, and tight exactly. And, uh, so she sort of, sort of sidles on past him to do a quick scan. And it turns out that this thing's lead-lined. It's completely shielded and this like uh, probably uh, high carbon content ferrite maybe I mean I mean that's what gets John's attention well, in in parallel like he has ah. to struggle to do his own scan of this uh, of this high carbon content ferrite lined uh, 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 valleys mm-hmm. without his darling wife noticing Yes, they kind of do this adorable thing where they're like both trying to like distract the other from what they're doing, and yes, the they're both sort of multi bumbling, and both of them are bored to tears, so they're like super uh, intent on what the other person is doing. It becomes this weird cat and mouse game of trying to like uh, yes excuse themselves while still keeping an eye on the other one, during which Ice Pick Willie vanishes from both of their fields of vision. Mm-hmm. And this is also the time when the, when the train is shook up by the arrival of a, a, a band of intergalactic outlaws mm. led by Billy the Kid, who's yep. a goat man, uh, I, I mean, yes. it, and in, in charge of his team, yeah, right, uh, uh, wearing gloves, and in charge of his, uh, uh, his, his posse uh, known as the, as the deregulators, uh, which okay. include uh, Jamie Jess's and Jock Holiday, now he was yeah. kind of a studly Ooh, one. Yes, well, yeah, I liked uh, uh, I liked him, and, and, he, and, he, and he does a proper like it seems like an old fashioned train heist. Yeah, uh, they so move in and they start like at the cabin. Give us your make, gravitic pearls and they your make, they quantum start watches. By getting Thomas demotivated even more. They like taunt him with the state uh, of his heavy caboose, and like, like, <laughs> they completely yes. uh, basically oh. undermine the self confidence that has just been built up, and uh, managed to like, oh, yeah. put him dead in the water like that. The engine absolutely freezes. Yeah. And the, the slow up. train's going nowhere. Yeah, it's completely starstruck. 
Oh wait, I don't think that means what you I know think. what? I mean, it doesn't, but it kind of Star, it kind of works. It's, like, it's like the space doldrums. Star stuck around. Star, star stuck. Oh, nice. Yes. So this is where we we meet some of the other people on the uh, on the on the train. Now, uh, I thought it was quite cool how well the writers, plural, I should yes. say. Uh, one of whom was a New York Times best-selling author. Yeah, I guess we don't know did, which one. Totally did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, now introduces us to so many of the of the other uh, people on this on this train, uh, 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 such as the uh, the Baroness. Yes. You know, she she does indeed clutch her gravitic pearls and no, she selects yes. uh, a, a very specific one to uh, to palm and keep that uh, uh, with her yes. when she hands the rest over. I was wondering what that was going to be. Was that going to be the the, the poison pearl or the bomb right. pearl or the Transmitter Pearl. Well, we have a pipe-smoking woman from space, Belgium, Zena mm. uh, uh, Poirot. Oh, yes. Uh, named for one of the, the, the Greek heroes of old. And one of the great investigators. Like, we see her observing all the all the clues and, like, piecing together what is actually happening here. minute details, Keeping yes. it to herself mm. also while she's enjoying the uh, uh, the company of l'homme Nikita. <laughs> I thought that this was quite appropriate because, I mean, like... Yes. La Femme Nikita, yeah, uh, yeah. the famous Luc Besson film. Yeah. Nikita is a man's name it in is. Russian. Nikita Khrushchev, I believe. Is one For of instance, the, yeah, yeah. One of the more famous ones. All of whom are sharing a, a, a cabin. Well, they're, they're known as cells. All of them are sharing a sleeper cell on this yes. train. Well, I mean, every, every cell is a sleeper cell on, a, on the slow train kind to Arcturus. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this is where we're introduced to uh, a, a whole variety of other uh, uh, intelligence organizations. Like, not only does the Office of Naval Intelligence and Mission Illegal have agents uh, accidentally on this slow train, but uh, 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 the Baroness, obviously, is from CLUNGE. <laughs> Uh, 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 Zena Poirot is working for MI69. Mm. Uh, it's a it's it's a bit of a clusterfuck of, of spy organizations. It is, and it doesn't get much easier. Everybody starts doing their thing, especially Zena starts talking to everybody and trying to figure out what they are up to and what they're doing. And yes, where twirling her Brazilian waxed tash. Did you call it that? Yeah. yeah, trying to figure out who is behind it all. Blatantly missing the fact that we've got Billy the Kid and his gang like running around. Uh, yes, like all of them assume that the straight up robbery, the invasion of the train has to be some sort of red herring. Yes, this can't be the real thing. This is just being staged in order to throw us uh, off the scent. They are properly off the scent because all of them are blaming each other, and all of them are inferring guilt and like trying to to, uh, to establish like like Zena's pointing fingers at the Baroness, and she's and she's uh, uh, her suspicion falls on uh, uh, Emma Rind. Uh, everyone is just blaming each other, and not like the fucking obvious. The train has been robbed by a deregulator, yeah, which is probably the posse that I speak Willie belongs to. Which you right? would think, if it hadn't been for the fact that shortly after this all happens, I speak Willie turns up dead, yes, with his valise missing. And who could it be? I mean, my money was on Billy the Kid throughout. This is the classic heist, you know. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. In, a, the body. In, a, in a sleeper cell, locked from the inside. Yeah. You're suddenly this prime suspect for having created that body to become not a living person anymore. Yes, it is kind of uh, you touched it last rules, isn't it? It is a lot very of the time. Much so. I guess this is where we have the scene uh, on the front cover. Yeah, the sleeper cell is uh, locked up, uh, and they have to don their spacesuits, climb outside. And try to make their way into Icepick Willie's sleeper cell. Yes, yes, because the, the the regular internal interior passages are are blocked. They all have to go on on, on spacewalks, which is of course a, a wonderful opportunity to off more of these of of, of these characters. And we see yes. some uh, uh, attempted, I mean, essentially murders. Like it, it seems to be people tra- trying to take. Uh, justice into their own hands. Yes, as valves from oxygen tanks being loosened, uh, seals from uh, helmets being uh, punctured. Yep. Uh, 
it turns into a bit of a massacre. And like pretty much everyone who had a murder theory, it turns out that the person they suspected of murder did actually commit one or was going to commit one, except yeah. it was someone else. Yes, like they, they yeah, it. and it was usually like it was usually like justified through the same kind of paranoia. Like it was, it, it was almost like the 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 infinite monkey theorem. You know, if infinite monkeys type on infinite t- the keyboards, yes. eventually one of them will uh, will type. Like if you make enough ex- accusations, eventually one of them will be true. If only because people are fucking yeah. pissed off at you for all making all those accusations. Oh, that would be that. Yeah. Also, an interesting point about that: the monkey will create the complete works of Shakespeare, but they will also complete a copy of. All the works of Shakespeare with every possible spelling error in it. In- infinity is infinity. Ah, and it goes on. So, um, which Arch- is the slogan for Arcturus? Infinity is infinity. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I thought there was the house always wins. No, uh, yeah. Well, what happens if Arcturus that, stays at Arcturus? Well, that, that's very sure. Which is part of the sort of weird gravity system that's going on there. Like, like causality is just not quite the same on Arcturus, is it? It makes you wonder how they get the, tra- the train away from it again. Maybe that's why uh, Thomas was so uh, self-conscious. Self-conscious about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Uh, although amazingly, he arrives in spectacular time. He manages to pull through, pull out, pull in, oh, God. Uh, and uh, pull up to uh, the Arctural arrival station, where yeah. they are being awaited by uh, the captain of the uh, security forces, Lieutenant. That's that's right, Lieutenant Lieutenant. Yes. No, he wasn't a lieutenant, was he? he was, no, he no, was he was a, a captain. He was a yes, captain, captain, captain Lieutenant. Uh. Of the, of the Arcturus Security Force. <laughs> Which are known as Detective Inspector. So he is Captain Lieutenant of the Detective Inspector. Inspector yes, E-I-E-I-O. Who, who sees this, this, this clusterfuck of intelligence and sees all these people being incredibly suspicious. None of them are telling the truth. All of them are telling conflicting stories. Yes. Uh, uh, none of which line up with the actual facts that are known because everyone's trying to conceal whatever action they, they, they did, in fact, take. Yes. Turns out that Lom Nikita is actually uh, been working together with I Speak Willie, and they were, right. setting, up, they were setting up an underground auction. Yeah, uh, obviously, like, Space Arcturus is, is the place to uh, to do, uh, to get away with something like Where that. Where everybody comes. I mean, lots of people have reason to go there. It's like it's never suspicious when some high roller shows up in Arcturus. No, exactly, and, uh, especially considering all the, the, the fantastic, like, Spotel's, Space, space hotels yes, uh, yes. that they that they have like the the I mean they're really iconic out in out in Arcturus. There's the there's the Fellagio, <laughs> yes. uh, and then there's one named after a, a very famous like almost magical sword, uh, uh, Joyeuse. It's That's uh, uh, Charlemagne's sword, the legendary oh, sword, the the, the Charlemagne. Yeah, I didn't know he had a legendary sword. Uh, <laughs> considering his, uh, considering the distribution of Charlemagne's genetic uh, code throughout uh, the Europe. I mean, he's no Genghis Khan, but yeah. good lord, what a slut that Genghis Khan. <laughs> uh, there is there is one styled uh, uh, after the uh, uh, the elegance of ancient Phoenicia, uh, named the Phoenician. Yes. Uh, uh, and oh, yeah. Speaking of styling after after ancients, there's there's one where I, I really like everyone wearing wearing costumes and it's very military and it's very classical and throwback in, oh. in Kaiser's Palace. <laughs> if that's where you where you want to go, point, the ones with all the pointy hats. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You've got the big the big pyramid of Giza. Yeah. Uh, and my favorite, uh, based on that idea, like what do, what do people need? Like they need bread and circuses. So yes. what are you gonna do? You're gonna do you're gonna do double circus? You're gonna do circus circus? No, you're gonna do bread bread because that's that's just. <laughs> The best, and it's made out of bread, and they serve you bread. Oh, bread's so great! Bread, oh, I mean, love bread. It's like nothing beats bread. I mean, if I went to, if, if we went to Arcturus together, we'd probably wind up in bread, bread, right? Oh, oh, I don't know. I mean, like, I think it's. Can you imagine sleeping in a, like a lovely croissant, getting buttered oh, every night, a nice buttery loaf? Yes. Yeah, right. Well, I don't. I mean, I wake geezer, up with a raging geezer, baguette. Geezer sound. <laughs> I mean, that happens a lot of the time, anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, these are the these are the the, the locations that uh, uh, our. 
are, are, are mismatched uh, uh, guests seek to escape to. They move out and uh, spread out over the various uh, fabulous hotels in uh, uh, Arcturus. Whereas Emma Rind and uh, John Highcarbon called oh, yeah. Ferrite. That's who this book was about, wasn't yes, it? Uh, have to try and piece it together. Yeah. Uh, they they uh, start to work with the local staff uh, working Captain for Lieutenant Captain of the Lieutenant Detective Inspector, Inspector yeah. who has uh, his uh, uh, agent, uh, Frank Magnum, <laughs> yeah. uh, whose uh, partner is Cherry Soda. Yeah, I thought that was a fun little pairing. It was, and then the other and the, and the other couple, who is like the technical guy, uh, who's like uh, in charge of doing all the uh, the high tech uh, security. Oh, like the quartermaster, the, the guy who flies the drones and uh, and monitors all the communications. Yeah, uh, Donny Donut, <laughs> yeah. and of course. The, the the team's profiler who ah yeah the the, the, psycholo- the yes. psychic almost angel delight now uh, in a story so stuffed with uh, uh, with with fantastic super spies it was a real relief to see like a reputable police force working within the law and they're the locals and they know that money is being moved through various accounts and put into what they assume is an escrow account run by a man by the name of Rob Banks <laughs> yes now underworld but like he also owns several of these hotels oh, yes. like that's that's how uh, uh, mobsters move their money, right? It's it's a fantastic way of free uh, real estate. Uh, well, it's not free, but it's like it's that's easy right. to sink lots of money into and launder money. I mean, that's that's gambling for you. As long as you have got the gambling board, the gaming board, I believe they're called officially, in your pocket by paying them off, you can run a lot of uh, uh, black money out of the uh, organizations. So that now all of the guests of the uh, the slow train to Arcturus have been isolated in different hotels. Uh, uh, each of them. Uh, trying in vain to communicate with their own secret spy organization, uh, they now have the opportunity to do six parallel, simultaneous parlor scenes, each of them in a parlor, alone, explaining to no one what they think is is happening. I thought it was a, just a literary triumph. It was very well done. It's like it's one of those books with short chapters and it's, it kind of like cycles between them yeah. and it just tells you like okay now we are listening to this character now we're doing that character I thought uh, Eric Flint and, and Dave Freer did a, did a great did a job good, they did a very good job they find out that they've done the buy-in and it all comes to, he- to head in the uh, final auction scene. Yes, the, the the secret auction that was let me just let me see that I've got it I've got it right. Yeah. That was uh, uh, set up by uh, uh, Lomnikita, who was one of the uh, uh, the guests. Yes. Uh, a, a spy for Clunge, who was actually secretly in cahoots with Icepick Willie. The only thing that actually happened is that Icepick Willie was in fact murdered. And as an ex deregulator, we sort of think right. that that's what Billy the Kid is there to do. He was just there to rob the train. Yeah. It was a setup by uh, Lomnikita in order to draw in various criminal elements. Yeah. But the kid did the robbing, got away with the pearls, they managed to get out of the train before it got to Arcturus and before they could like get arrested by lieutenant. But the only thing that they managed to attract was secret agencies. Yes. There was not a genuine criminal among the lot. No, Everybody because was- James Jesse was also working for Clunge and Jock Holiday was, uh, 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 he was also in the Office of Naval Intelligence, which he, he exactly. could, tried and- to hint because he's also wearing that clock top. And yeah, looks I mean, great it's, on it's a job. A, it's, a, it's a bit of a giveaway, but yeah, it yeah. doesn't. And like, it, Lieutenant and his team managed to piece it all together and come to the realization that there's actually no criminal activity involved. Just a little bit of murder. But that which, happened which, in international space, and that, exactly. wasn't, that, that wasn't Arcturus's... It's uh, not really uh, a, a good slow train journey without without, without a, a murder. No criminals, but tons and tons of recrimination. Uh, uh, somebody's sonic shoe goes off, everybody else draws their concealed weapons, there's, yeah. a, there's a, a fucking massacre. A fucking massacre, after which only Emma Rind and, and John HCCF uh, are, are still left standing. 
uh, the auction has been has been. There wasn't anything to auction. All, all these agencies had to put up like it's loads an endless of series of red herrings. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, and together they step over the the, the bodies of all of these spies and criminals I would, and and. I would call it a comedy of errors if the body count wasn't so high. Where finally they take uh, Ice Pick Willie's uh, uh, valise and open it up. Their faces uh, are lit by a, an, an unearthly glow. And it's a good thing they opened it up because, like, the only thing that was in the valise was uh, Ice Picks Willie's uh, pet, a cute little telepathic space cat weasel by the name of Lucy Fur. Ah, <laughs> yes. Was just sitting there going like, Ee. and he and he looks up at uh, uh, Emma Ryan and John HCCF, sort of duking around this adorable little creature, and he goes, jumps up. You sure took your time. And they all take their moustaches off and they walk into the horizon because <laughs> now the the finally the team of Welsh space war criminals is is. Uh, reunited and they and Put they together. drop the act of, of of marriage and they move on to whatever it is they're going to do. This book was bananas. It was all over the place, but I loved it. it I was, do too. It, I mean, I did. I was starting to wonder like who was going to be the actual criminals, but no, no. It turns out that there actually wasn't any. It's, yeah, it's one of those, it's, a, it's it's one of those yeah it, super super twisty books. I think it was really well done. The, uh, our two authors uh, pulled it off brilliantly. Yeah, uh, Eric Flint and Dave Freer, the oh. usual suspects. Yes. So how are we going to rate this book? Oh, um, let's see. Arcturus. Um, isn't that the dog star? Uh, uh, that's serious. Oh, serious. Right. Why do I know that? Uh, that seems like a, like a, like a, a useless bit of trivia. It feels like the sort of thing that I should know instead of like a whole bunch of birthdays that I should know. But no, instead I know that the dog star is serious. Okay, let's review it out of three hundred thousand. Okay. Because that's well, roughly light speed. All right. How how are we going to like? Right. Sold down to you, baby. I'm going to give it two hundred and seventy-five thousand three hundred eighty-five. That's generous. It is. Uh, wow. Uh, I hope that our review went wink wink. You I'm winking nudge. on a podcast. What if you nudge nudge? Does that even work? Mm, that works even less on a podcast. But I hope that the reviews for this episode uh, uh, of Cover My Ass come out as high. Because if you look down at your podcasting device, you should be seeing some opportunity to maybe leave a star. Hey, making a making a nice cool main sequence one. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, we'd also love to hear from you. We're CoverMyArsCast at gmail.com. We're CoverMyArsCast on uh, uh, on Twitter. We absolutely love to hear from our, our readers at home. Uh, and we're looking forward to delivering to you many, many more episodes of Cover My Ass. And speaking of the next episodes, what do we have in store for our readers next week? Next week's book is by Phil Drabble, a weasel in my meat safe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we, we only, only judge a book by its cover. cover. <laughs> the weasel in my meat safe. <laughs> this book went all over the place, it didn't did it? Go a little bit. It, it, feel, it felt like we had like maybe way too many characters. I think so. And maybe too much plot. But you know what? I, I really enjoyed it. It works. I yeah, would like to go to, to, to Space Vegas. Or, I'd like to go to Vegas, period, again. Can you imagine what the lobby of the Fellagio is like? Slippery. <laughs> yeah. Especially when wet. <laughs> the law. And they're the locals, and they know that money is being moved through various accounts and put into what they assume is an escrow account, run by a man by the name of Rob Banks. <laughs> yes. Now, Underworld, but like he also owns several of these hotels. Oh, yes. like that's, that's how uh, uh, mobsters move their money, right? It's, it's a fantastic way of... Free uh, real estate. Uh, well, it's not free, but it's like it's an easy right. way to sink lots of money into and launder money. I mean, that's, that's gambling for you. As long as you have got the gambling board, the gaming board, I believe they're called officially, in your pocket by paying them off, you can run a lot of uh, uh, black money out of the uh, organizations. So that now all of the guests of the uh, the slow train to Arcturus have been isolated in different hotels, uh, uh, each of them 
uh, trying in vain to communicate with their own secret spy organization, uh, they now have the opportunity to do six parallel, simultaneous parlor scenes, each of them in a parlor, alone, explaining to no one what they think is is happening. I thought it was a, just a literary triumph. It was very well done. It's like it's one of those books with short chapters, and it's, it kind of like cycles between them, yeah. and it just tells you, like, okay, now we are listening to this character, now we're doing that character. I thought Eric uh, Flint and, and Dave Freer did a, did a great did a very job. Good, like. They did a very good job. They find out that they've done the buy-in, and it all comes to he- to head in the uh, final auction scene. Yes, the, the the secret auction that was let me just let me see that I've got it I've got it right. Yeah. That was uh, uh, set up by uh, uh, Lomnikita, who was one of the uh, uh, the guests. Yes. Uh, a, a spy for Clunge, who was actually secretly in cahoots with Icepick Willie. The only thing that actually happened is that Icepick Willie was in fact murdered. And as an ex deregulator, we sort of think right. that that's what Billy the Kid is there to do. He was just there to rob the train. Yeah, it was a setup by uh, Lomnikita in order to draw in various criminal elements. Yeah, but the kid did the robbing, got away with the pearls. They managed to get out of the train before it got to Arcturus and before they could like get arrested by Lieutenant. But the only thing that they managed to attract was secret agencies. Yes, there was not a genuine criminal among the lot. No, Everybody- because James Jesse was also working for Clunge, and Jock Holiday was a uh, 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 he was also in the Office of Naval Intelligence, which he, he exactly and- tried to hint because he's also wearing that clock top. And it yeah, I mean, great it's, it's, a a bit, it's, a, it's a bit of a giveaway, but yeah, it yeah. doesn't. And like, it, Lieutenant and his team managed to piece it all together and come to the realization that there's actually no criminal activity involved. Just a little bit of murder. But that happened would, in international space, and that, was, exactly. that, that wasn't Arcturus's. Uh, it's not really uh, a, a good slow train journey without, without, without a, a murder. No criminals, but tons and tons of recrimination. Uh, uh, somebody's sonic shoe goes off, everybody else draws their concealed weapons. There's, yeah. a, there's a, a fucking massacre. A fucking massacre, after which only Emma Rind and, and John HCCF uh, are, are still left standing. Uh, uh, the auction has been has been. There wasn't anything to auction. All, all these agencies had to put up like it's loads of money. series of red herrings. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, and together they step over the the, the bodies of all of these uh, spies and criminals, I would, and and I would call it a comedy of errors if the body count wasn't so high. Where finally they take uh, Icepick Willie's uh, uh, valise and open it up, their faces. Uh, lit by a, an, an unearthly glow, and it's a good thing they opened it up because, like, the only thing that was in the valise was uh, Ice Picks Willie's uh, pet, a cute little telepathic space cat weasel by the name of Lucifer. Ah, <laughs> yes, was just sitting there going like, and he and he looks up at uh, uh, Emma Ryan and John HCCF, sort of duking around this adorable little creature, and he goes, jumps up. You sure took your time. And they all take their moustaches off and they walk into the horizon because <laughs> now the the finally the team of Welsh space war criminals is is. Uh, reunited, and they and they drop the act of, of of marriage, and they move on to whatever it is they're going to do. This book was bananas. It was all over the place, but I loved it. it was, I do too. It, I mean, I did. I was starting to wonder, like, who was going to be the actual criminals? But no, no. It turns out that there actually wasn't any. It's, yeah, it, it's, one those, it's, a, it's it's one of those yeah it, super super twisty books. I think it was really well done. The, uh, our two authors uh, pulled it off brilliantly. Yeah, uh, Eric Flint and Dave Freer, the Love usual suspects. Yes. So how are we going to rate this book? Oh, um, let's see. Arcturus. Um, isn't that the dog star? Uh, uh, that's serious. Oh, serious, right. Why do I know that? Uh, that seems like a, like a, like a, a useless bit of trivia. It feels like the sort of thing that I shouldn't know instead of like a whole bunch of birthdays that I should know. But no, instead I know that the dog star is serious. Okay, let's review it out of 300,000. Okay. 
Because that's oh. roughly light speed. All right. How how are we going to like? Right. So down to you, baby. I'm going to give it two hundred and seventy-five thousand three hundred eighty-five. That's generous. It is. Uh, wow. I, I hope that our review went wink wink. If I'm winking nudge, on a podcast. What if you nudge nudge? Does that even work? Mm, not, that works not, even less on a podcast. But I hope that the reviews for this episode uh, of Cover My Ass come out as high. Because if you look down at your podcasting device, you should be seeing some opportunity to maybe leave a star. Hey, making a making a nice cool main sequence one. Oh yes. Uh, uh, we'd also love to hear from you. We're covermyarsecast at gmail.com We're covermyarsecast on uh, uh, on Twitter. We absolutely love to hear from our our readers at home, uh, and we're looking forward to delivering to you many many more episodes of Cover My Ass and speaking of the next episodes what do we have in store for our readers next week next week's book is by Phil Drabble a weasel in my meat safe <laughs> thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly my name is Kaki and I'm Kay and remember we, we only, only judge a book by, by its cover, cover. <laughs> weasel in my meat safe <laughs> This book went all over the place, it didn't did it? Go a little bit. It it felt it felt like we had like maybe way too many characters. I think so, and maybe too much plot. But you know what? I, I really enjoyed it. It works. I yeah, would like to agency. go to, to to space Vegas. I'd like to go to Vegas. Period. Again. Can you imagine what the lobby of the Fellagio is like? Slippery, <laughs> yeah. especially when wet. <laughs>